From the Sunshine State, this is Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Occupation, driver. Transporting a supercharged Dodge Challenger from Denver to San Francisco. Background, Medal of Honor in Vietnam. Former stock and bike racer. Former cop, dishonorably discharged. Now he uses speed to get himself up. To get himself gone. Everybody's after Kowalski. For one reason or another. Is there something I can do for you? Well, like what? Like anything you want. Everybody wants a piece of his hide. Maybe kill somebody. Maybe stole that big dude of his. Maybe both. They want to get him and put him away. But they'll have to catch him first. Ah, that's my only info! This is yours truly, super, super soul. Directed live and there goes the challenger being chased by the blue blue meanies on wheels the vicious traffic squad cars are after our known driver the super driver of the golden west the police numbers are getting closer, closer, closer to our soul hero in his soul mobile. They're gonna kill him, smash him, rip the last American hero. It's the maximum trip at maximum speed. Vanishing point. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Button up my sleeve. Presto! No doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, sports fans. Peter Brock here from BRE Racing and Aerovault Trailers. Listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the best automobile show in the Southeast. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgia Video Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers at Google Tantalk1340.com. And you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hey, Bub, you going to turn that down a bit? Yeah. 
What? The music. <laughs> not that loud. Yeah, well, it wasn't this here. But anyway. Um, oh, not the other? No. That's a the problem. Other. That's a problem. <laughs> anyway, this is our anniversary show. We weren't sure whether we were going to do it this week or next week, but we thought, oh, what the heck. Because it was actually this week, 12 years ago. Here we are. 610 shows ago, this being 611. So we're having fun. I guess we're still here. Um, yeah. If you'd asked me 12 years ago, I don't know. Oh, but, good. Now I can fix the commercial that you just said that. <coughs> yes. Because you said 10 years ago. And all it goes, he needs to re-record that and say, uh, if I knew that 12 years ago, so now you if, said that. So. <laughs> if I knew that 12 years ago... There you go. This is called Radio yeah. Check. Radio Check. No, that's a... Uh, is that what they call air it? Air Check to be used in a promo. Yeah, in a promo. Okay, then, but then you can tell it was spliced. But anyway, but yeah, 12 years. In fact, we have a lot of stuff we have to change because I think we still have some stuff up there. It says 10-year anniversary. 12 Not years. Not on our lovely website, though. Not on our lovely website. No, you need to go check out uh, the website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, our past 610 shows after today, 611... Um, go to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the archive page. Now, I stopped by my good friends at uh, Fast Lane Travel today, so you can see their little thingy here, Fast Lane Travel. And Peter just came back from Deutschland, and he was on the Spring Treffen. Now, the Treffen is a trip to the Porsche factory where you get to drive these cool little things. It's called a Porsche. And he brought me back uh, a really nicely gift-wrapped Porsche made of chocolate. Now, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's really cool. But it's not going to last. So I gave one to Bobby, and I think what we need to do sometime during the show is... Staggered, uh, because there'd be dead air if we both ate them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, uh, would be to, uh, to eat them. That's what they are. They're tasty little desserts. They're cool little cars, but they're tasty little desserts. Maybe if I eat this thing, it'll make me faster. I don't know. But at any rate, so here we have our little Porsche chocolate. Okay, so this is for YouTube, and this is for whatever the other one is. I don't know. Just hear Streaming. a little sewing machine noise coming out of him when, uh, after he eats it. Yeah, instead of squealing, you know, like a bunny rabbit, you know, it'll just go, ying, 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 ying. Anyway, throw all five gears. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Fastlane Travel, Google them, fastlanetravel.com. They basically put on these uh, amazing driving tours, and they are five, 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 five star events. I mean, they go to some of the finest hotels, the finest restaurants, in Europe, and everything's taken care of for you. All you do is write a check, show up, and everything's done. And all you do is have a good time. And uh, we're working on some trips for the United States. We got a couple of them uh, scheduled, I think, in um, in the fall uh, out in uh, the Great White, the Great West, uh, around the Grand Canyons, uh, Tucson, places like that, uh, Scottsdale, Sedona, Las Vegas, uh, Winslow, Arizona, standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Such a fine sight to see. Oh my! Anyway, uh, the Ford, of I course. Have the songs Ford. to play. You, know? you have songs <laughs> to play. Okay. Well, that's and so now. The, here's the deal. On our anniversary show, we weren't sure whether we should bring a guest or whether we should just dialogue it. Now I don't know. And sometimes we, over the years, we've dialogued it, and sometimes we've actually had some guests. Sometimes we play our little birthday song, and for us. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to open up my chocolate. That's well, only 16 seconds. Okay. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have, have, have a piece of chocolate. We're back. <laughs> hey, we're back, and uh, yes, I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to open up my little chocolate Porsche here that I'm gonna um, eat. Um, but at any rate, we have uh, some Krabby Appleton that can give you 
Two yeah, minutes. Yeah, well, uh-huh. you know, you know. The, so here's what we decided to do. Over the years, since this is nostalgic radio and cars, okay, and it's nostalgic radio, and what do you hear on radio besides talk? You hear music. So nostalgic radio and cars. And the cars part is not that you hear cars on here, but we talk about very interesting and uh, legendary people in the motorsports or automotive world. Okay, so um, we are planning on continuing our design series, and we got a very special guest that we're working on. And... Um, Who's legendary in the in the industry, also a former Art Center alumni and also a former Ford alumni. So um, we're looking forward to having this gen- this gentleman on, and um, so that w- and he's got some great stories. But not only did he design for Ford, he also went on and designed uh, for Boulevard watches. He designed uh, engagement rings. He designed uh, some stuff with uh, Bill Lear. Uh, on a really cool A-Track um, uh, device, you know, A-Track radio uh, cassette or A-Track players back in the day. I mean, we're going to have to bring in a real one here and play our music. We actually have one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have one of those, and we're going to have to do that since this is nostalgic radio and cars. Um, and it's all about nostalgia. And it is nostalgic radio and cars, right? Yeah, let me, I better Google that real quick. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Just look at the video, and right, and you'll see a right, mirror yeah, My sign, it says nostalgic radio it's and cars, big yes. Big four-foot banner. Yeah. Uh, big shout-out to our buddy Dougie at uh, the sign shop. I don't know if Dougie's still doing that anymore or not, but it, he did a very good job at the time. And you know what? For what? That thing's almost 11 years old, 12 years old in itself. It's held up very, very well, I might add. So, quality. But at any rate, um, so Fastlane Travel next year is doing a couple tours uh, around the United States. And we're going to do some uh, very high-end ones, and we're going to do some very affordable ones. And But the driving tours, you know, when you go on these driving tours, it's all about camaraderie and community and cars and people and people like mine and like hobbies and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of cool. We're going to do something in Northern California, I think. We're going to do something in New England and probably in Florida, but not during the summer. Like right now, it's still pretty. It's getting pretty humid. Humid, and um, but at any rate. So uh, on that note, uh, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. This is our anniversary show. Now we don't. This is not a call-in show. This that is, is not what we program here. Well, anyway, it's not a it's it's not a call-in show. But I happen to have a phone number out front. So if uh, if you're in the Tampa Bay area, actually anywhere on the planet, including Mars. You can dial 727-441-3000. Did I say that right? You can. And you can probably get through on the uh, phone lines because uh, it I is... I will even uh, answer it, yes. Yeah, yeah. Bobby will answer the phone and we'll, uh, we can talk about cars. And then I've got some stories for you. So we're going to play some music. And the music that we're going to be playing tonight is um, for musicians and bands that have been interviewed on Nostalgic Radio Cars. Now, Mike Fennelly is, uh, was lead singer, one of the founding members of Krabby Appleton. When I moved to Florida in the early 70s from California, this is a song that I, one of the songs I heard on the radio. Actually, there was two of them. He did, uh, go, get back, is it Go Back? No, yeah, Go the Back. The song is, we're playing is Go Back. Is Go Back, and then Grab On. And, um, there was a couple other ones back in the day, but these two, and I was going to St. Patrick's, Catholic school in Largetto, in Largo. I can say Largetto, right? Yeah. Largo. Clearwater, yeah. Clearwater. Well, no, that's Largo. I said we're in Clearwater. Oh, yeah, so we're we in Clearwater. We can say that, yeah. Uh, we used to live in Largetto, well, near Large Hole. Anyway, and it, there, there's a reason they, they jokingly call it Large Hole because there was a large hole there at one point in time, and they backfilled it and put a high school on it. I think that's how that Although, worked. But we have extremely good 
ties with our good friends. Yeah, we have some really Largo. good. The Largo's been always pretty good to us. Yeah, we've been you know we we like the people at Largo. Big shout out to uh, Donna Pollock, who's uh, one of the commissioners, and Woody Brown, who's the mayor, right? Still, Mr. Mayor. Yep. 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 Well, those are our good friends over in Largo. And so, anyway, go ahead. Did you notice what? Do you really look over this thing? Well, you need glasses what? for it. It uh, does say Carrera, too. It does say Carrera too on yeah. Well, it's a C4. It's a 964. So I mean, it is a Porsche. It is a Carrera. See, it's I'm a backing 19... it out of the garage. You're backing out of the garage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're doing that, why don't you hit that uh, that uh, drop the needle in the groove, as uh, Cedric would always say. And we'll go back. And we're going to go back to 1970 with a little Krabby Appleton and go back. You tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, our anniversary show. Don't touch that doll. We'll be right back while we're snacking on some chocolate Porsches. than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. All right, we're back. A little good times and uh, a little bad times. Actually, really good times. Right Only now. good times because we're eating chocolate Porsches. Man, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's like I was joking with this thing a minute ago. I was staring at it and going, wow, I just crashed it. And well, it, it looks like the one sitting in the, in, in the container at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Well, this crashed. <laughs> it just crashed. Violent crash. Yeah. 
and it crashed in my grill. If you smile, your teeth look like the BMW grill. So it's, <laughs> it's so good, I can't resist. I know. It's like, all right, fine. We'll go to grab on then, I guess, if we have to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Fire I mean, you know, this is really we irresistible. We like to hear songs, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, here's a little bit more Krabby Appleton. And let's uh, grab on to some chocolate right now. <laughs> Chew away. You're tuning in to Nostalgia Radio Card. And while I'm munching on my chocolate, Porsche, you can listen to a little more Krabby Appleton. How about that? Tune into Nostalgia Painting Cars. Time for a little story. Okay, so. Story time. Story time. Story time. Should we thank our sponsor first? Yes, go ahead. Our sponsors? Yeah. Uh, FLICarshows.com is the place to go for car shows. And then the north side of the state, the South Florida, West Florida, East Florida, wherever you are in Florida, Central Florida, where we're here sitting near Tampa Bay area, anywhere in the state, it's FLICarshows.com. FLICarshows.com. Got car show in a box, also, which is a cool little uh, packet to help you put on your own little parking lot uh, show and event, and uh, how to make it successful. And of course, if you need a place to promote it, obviously it's here and on flacarshows.com. Well, very, very and good. And then one more. One more. Okay. 
Just because you haven't heard the Rib Shack Barbecue doesn't mean they're gone from us. We still have our good friend, Corey. He's working real hard. He's painting. He's doing countertops. They're doing everything to get that Rib Shack Barbecue open on Drew Street now. So stay tuned, and we will make a brand spanking new commercial for them, and you will know exactly where to go to get the best smoking barbecue. In fact, I think what we should do is have Corey come in the studio with the ribs on a live oh. show, and we ought to do kind of like a little uh, celebration. Well, ribs are ribs are good. They're good. Uh, they're a little messy, so we'll just have one rib per. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got to keep our headphones uh, clean, but yes, we will. Uh, that sounds like a good idea. I think we should do that. I think Corey would like to do that. We had uh, a couple guys on from. Uh, was it Jeter? Is that who it was? No, we had somebody on from Rub Check. Manny, 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 Manny. Oh, we've Manny, had Manny. Jasmine. We've had everybody. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. Of them. We've had Corey on several times. So. Um, yeah, and then uh, at some point after your story, you can uh, tell about that other little spot I usually play called Golf Street Motorsports. But oh, You can save golf. that for later. I can save that for later. Okay, so uh, yesterday I get a call, and uh, it's possible that this uh, gentleman is listening. And um, I do get calls from time to time because I do appraisals. We do diminished values, and we do PPIs, pre-purchase inspections. So every once in a while, someone from out west has an interest in a car that's out east, which is the southeast, which would be us, Florida. So I received the call, and a gentleman found a car online. Now, I am always, 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 and you hear me talk about this all the time, very cautious about buying a car online. Sight unseen. I mean, Bring a Trailer is a well-known website. Obviously, eBay, people buy stuff on there, and there's a couple of other ones, and Hemmings Motor News and stuff like that. But... It's always, always encouraging, encourageable, encouraging, no, uh, advisable, that's what I was looking for, to have somebody physically inspect the car because cars aren't always as they are represented. Now, I can tell you from experience that sometimes, you know, people take really, really good pictures. High-resolution pictures are the really, really pretty stuff, the candy, the eye candy of the car. And then they take low-resolution um, of the pictures of, let's say, the undercarriage or maybe, you know, somewhere in the engine compartment, something that's not quite as um, pretty but very significant to the car, particularly from a structural standpoint. So the company that uh, this person was inquiring about um, refused to let us put the car up on the rack, citing insurance reasons. Well, that is malarkey as they say and um because obviously if it's on a four post rack and a full length rack car's not coming down unless it's a defective rack made someplace outside of the united states you shouldn't be using it in the first place everything should be american made that's our philosophy around here uh most of the time that's possible very often people buy price and not quality so um, we're high, big proponents on on trying to buy things that are really, really good quality, preferably American-made. So nonetheless, so that, that was a flag. The pictures... I think that that is beyond hokey. <laughs> and uh, now that was probably Andy Reid, right? That was our own Pryor Smith here. <laughs> oh, that was own Pryor Smith. Oh, okay. But at any rate, um, so at any rate... They that was a flag, and then the fact that the, the the subscription was vague, you know. I mean, and so when you're buying a car, and the price was extremely high for what it was, so it was a '69 Chevelle. Uh, looked good in the pictures. It had aftermarket 17-inch wheels that looked somewhat like a Rally S S Rally wheel, you know, which was standard on '69, '68, 
and possibly 70, I think they used them, 68, 69, 70 SS wheels, Camaros, Chevelles, Novas, which was basically a style steel wheel with a trim cap and a, and a, and a center button, and um, which I always thought was a very tasteful wheel, very reminiscent, uh, very similar to the Ford Magnum wheel, 500 wheel, which is probably the best wheel. You know, it's funny because talk about wheels. You know, I've, I, there's a couple of times I see these cars, and there's, for the period, okay, the, the factory wheels were generally pretty decent. But as far as aftermarket wheels, you know, aluminum slots, Kragers are kind of a period thing. They look really, really kind of decent as long as they got the right offset. Slots, mm, sometimes they look okay too if they got the right offset. But bar none, the best looking wheel, aftermarket wheel, on any American car is a five spoke American torque thrust. Or AET, you know, five-spoke wheel, you know, that they had back in the day. The magnesium, well, it wasn't real. Some were magnesium, the race versions were, but the aluminum wheels. So you could take, and they make that in a 17 and an 18-inch wheel now, and I believe they make a 19, but I know they make a 17 and an 18. And I think Vintage Wheels makes them. So there's a plug for them. But at any rate, so the car was nice. It was not a real 138 SS Chevelle, 375 horse car. So they took a nice, normal Chevelle. Could have been a six-cylinder car. Could have been anything. And uh, they basically um, had a five-speed in it and had kind of an aftermarket touched-up interior and had a 502 crate motor in it and had uh, um, 12-bolt underneath it. So could have been a big block car, but 12-bolts were kind of common back in those days. And uh, and had a big fed aluminum cover on the, on the, on the, on the back, on the housing. So, but it was highly overpriced. And that's, uh, you know, if you're going to go with a full-blown restaurant, you go, I mean, it's like I, I tell people all the time, you really got to look at what you're getting. But the description's got to be important. But when the, when the guys don't give you a lot of information and then they say we're by appointment only and then you can't come walk around and, you know, they put limitations and restrictions on you, I have a real problem with that. So, and I, I get it because our good friends over at PJs and our good friends over at Golden Classics and Adventure Classics and stuff, I mean, you get a lot of tire kickers. But the problem is when you're in the car business, selling cars is spontaneous. So someone can walk in there, have no intentions, just like when you go to an auction, you have no intentions of buying a car, a motorcycle, a boat, or whatever. But something might just grab your fancy. You know, and you might go in there looking for a Mustang. You might drive out of there with a Trans Am or a Chevelle or a Z28 or something else. So that's kind of the way it, it works, you know. So you really want to have some foot traffic. I get it. You want to qualify people and, you know, check them out. Is this and a paying customer? Is this a paying customer? Yeah, that's what we always used to say. And uh, so, you know, but when, 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 a, when, a, when a dealership, you know, puts restrictions on you, Hmm. Now, the, uh, no, because I think that's a lot of hooey. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> um, you got Streetside Classics. You got uh, who else is out there? Um, Gateway. You know they have a lot of cars, large selection, and you're welcome. So they do it right. You know, and most of the cars are consignments, and they're in a big warehouse. It's nice, it's clean, it's presentable. The people there are fairly knowledgeable for the most part. Most of the places. And they're like these large franchises. Well, they've become kind of like the place to go to now, you know, which is real hard for the little guy. You know, always you always get the little guy that, uh, you know, has the one off, you know, buys one, sells one, buys, fix one, sells one, you know, and stuff like that. And occasionally, you know, but the, generally when you get that guy on the phone, you'll, you can talk to him a little bit. And I know I get a lot of calls on stuff, and I always tell people, I said, listen, I'm not going to give you a price over the phone. 
if you're serious about a car, if, unless it's advertised. But if you're serious about a car, you need to call, talk to the individual. You need to build this relationship. It's all about relationships. And then the guy's going to be honest. He's going to tell you the truth. He's going to sit there and, and give you the dialogue, give you the story. And then hopefully you know enough about it to ask the right kind of questions. That's very, very important. History in the car is extremely important. Providence is important if it's a big money car. But, you know, condition. It's all about condition and, you know, and in and, and the price range. As a matter of fact, it's funny because on, on the TV here, you know, while I'm sitting in the studio, we have uh, Dave Kindig's on again. And I glance up and just see what he's doing right now. But they do some amazing restorations. But there's nothing that comes out of Dave's shop, and we know Dave, nothing that comes out of there that's less than a half a million dollars to a to a million bucks. But, I mean, it's the best of the best, just about, you know. So, you know, with him and Troy and uh, Steve Strope and Chip, Foos, you know, those guys and, and, and Brian Fuller, who's in Atlanta now, these guys build some of the best cars. And there's a whole bunch of other guys out there that are perfectly capable. Tom Argy, right here in Clearwater, does amazing work. You know, um, I appraised a uh, 65 Chevelle that he had down there one time. Just an incredible car. It was so nice. I made this reference one time when I was writing for a sports car market. There was a 300SL Gullwing that was down at uh, Fort Lauderdale Auction down there. And I said, the only flaw in the car was my fingerprints. And that's how perfect that car was. Well, it's Tom's car. This was so nice. I didn't even want to touch it. I said, I'm afraid to even open the door. I mean, you know, it's just that perfect, you know. And I and, and it boggles my mind that people actually drive something like that. But I get it, you know. If it's in your budget, you know, and, and you got this perfect car, why not? Go for it. You know, me personally, I like beaters, something a little on the edgy side, you know. Not, per, not, not I mean, either or. But, I mean, I like nice drivers, you know, because I think cars should be driven. And, um... I don't think you really need to have a show car. Kind of like we were joking about bring a trailer. You know, they got cars in there like this Ferrari that just sold. Uh, 161 miles. Now, the La Ferraris came out in the 2017, 2018, something like that. And they were about a two high million, $2 million car, you know. And well, this one just sold. It had 161 miles on it, $5.3 million. I, I you know, here's the deal. When you buy a car like that, you put it in your in your office, in your bedroom, wherever, and you stare at it. But as soon as you put a couple, you know, another couple hundred miles on it, it now went from five point three to you know four point three. And so this is what is you got to figure out what you're buying the car for. And there's a lot of low mileage cars on there. I mean, and and people are paying crazy money for it. We were I was talking to my friend Ken Berger, who's out in Hawaii right now, who lives in Scottsdale, who's a very uh, well known builder, restorer, did stuff for Barrett Jackson, and sold a lot of cars through Barrett. And uh, we're all scratching our heads. We're trying to figure this out. So I can't honestly tell you where the market's going. I will tell you that people are paying crazy money for everything, and the prices are way up there. But you know, it's it's uh, it's a relative thing. You know, if you can stomach it, so to speak, um, if it's if it's if the price is palatable and the car is what you want, you know what, go for it. It makes no difference. The, the bottom line is, it doesn't matter if you're paying a hundred thousand, ten thousand, five thousand, a million, five million, ten million. If the car makes it, puts a smile on your face. That's pretty cool. There's a guy up in uh, 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 in North uh, Northern New York. His name's Jim Taylor. I met him a number of years ago at uh, the Arizona Concourse. He had uh, two cars there. He had an original Survivor 289 Cobra, and he had an AC Bristol. Or maybe he had his 427 Cobra. I'm not sure. And then a couple years later, or a year or so later, I saw him at the, at the Quail in uh, California there at Monterey. 
and he had, I believe, his Bristol, the 289 Cobra, and a 427 Cobra. Now, he's got an amazing collection of cars. There's actually a video on it. You can see some of this stuff, and he's selling his stuff. He's probably in his mid-70s now, and um, he's just thinning the herd. But he bought some of the finest cars that you could possibly buy. He paid some crazy money, and he got some great deals, and he got some interesting cars, and he's got some not-so-interesting cars. But for the most part, it's a pretty eclectic car collection. But the car collection makes him happy, and that's what it's all about. So it's a relative term. One thing he has, he's got a 66 hertz car, one of the 85 four-speed cars, and uh, which was rare, okay? And they only made the prototypes, the, the, the brake test cars, and uh, the black and gold Hertz cars, the first 85 were four-speed. All the rest of the Hertz cars were automatics. So they're extremely rare car. He also has the executive ordered and owned um, 2007 or eight, six, seven or eight uh, Hertz Shelby, which was also a, a manual shift car, which they only made a few of those special order only. And then I think he has a 2015, 16, 17, somewhere around in there, Hertz Shelby, also black and gold. And uh, matter of fact, I think he's got a 66, 2006, 2016. I think that's what it is. Uh, Shelby. And they're all stick. That's an amazing collection of cars, you know. But see, so he was a very discerning buyer when he was buying these cars. He wasn't going out just randomly buying cars. He was buying cars because he was building a collection because he wanted to basically have these cars. So when a guy like me wanders in there, I go, whoa, now that's rare. That's cool. Okay. Um one of the videos showed him he bought a uh, an Aston Martin that somebody had slightly modified as a 62, 60, yeah, 62 DB4, which is a really good looking car. Think of the James Bond car, but the DB4 has the regular fenders on it, the Super Legera fenders, uh, like a regular car kind of back in the day, but not the the the, the DB6, the DB5 or the G, DB GT front um, headlights, so kind of like a closed, kind of like a Jaguar. And, uh, but it's a stunning car. It's a really neat car, and it was a little bit wider wheel, wire wheels on it, little tiny little flares on it. You know, they bulge out a little bit, so it looked like the car may have been raced at one point in time. No bumper on the front, fog lights. Nicely done, tasteful car, kind of like a British hot rod a little bit. So, you know, you, you look at some of these collections, and you go, wow, this is pretty amazing stuff. But you're going to see more and more of this coming around. So if you're in the market for a specific car, just shop. Don't be in a hurry. I mean, if you happen to get lucky and a guy rolls out a 63 Corvette split one that's been sitting in a garage for the last 50 years and you can buy it, you need to buy that car and uh, because that's a you know, on-the-spot deal, okay? But if you're looking for a 63 split one, though, and you're not in a real big hurry and you don't care whether it's a 300 horse, a 350 horse, or 340 horse rather, uh, 360 fuel injecting car, or if it like the one that was on Brigade Trailer sold for sixty thousand dollars, it didn't even have a. It was totally modified, had a 350 in it, and all kinds of goofy stuff. You know, it's all it's out there. It's whatever you want to do with the car. You know, because the car's got to put a smile on your face. The car, a car, particularly collector cars, and usually cars in general, are kind of somewhat of an extension of your personality. So you know, um, and your budget too, I might add. Um, but you know, for the most part, just you know, just go to car shows, look around, talk to people, kind of figure out what you want to do, look at other stuff if you can. If you can find some place that's got something you can, you know, look at a little bit. I mean, it's it's hard to go out there and just say, hey, can I test drive your uh, vintage hot rod? Yeah, I remember I had a 911 one time, and I had a guy come and look at it and tell me about all these great Porsches he had. The guy could not operate the third pedal, you know. Uh, so he was used to driving a Tiptronic. 
Well, that's a two-pedal car. And usually you wear a skirt when you drive those. But at any rate, um, but at any rate, but at any rate, did I say that? Okay. But at any rate. Okay. Any, so, uh, but, the, so, you know, you get a little concerned about it because when somebody rides a clutch in your car and they and they kind of hammer your car, you just get a little, well, wait a minute, you know, you just ate the clutch and are you going to pay the $2,000 to fix it? You know, we had a friend of mine's got a car, it's a GT car and the kid comes over and looks at it, he starts it up and he couldn't even get it out of gear. I'm amazed at how many people can't drive a stick these days. And uh, he kept dogging it, kept clutching it, and kept uh, gagging it, you know. And now he wants to go for a test drive. There's no way that you would let that guy go down the road. I'll take him in the car. I will light the tires up. I'll give him a little rush, you know. Uh, but you just can't let somebody go in there and and uh, burn the tires up. Bobby, I think what we're going to do is we're going to go play another song. What do we got queued up there right now? Do we got a little? Oh, how about uh, Gypsy? Because we had uh, Jim... Whoa. The Al Walsh on the show, and this is another song out of the early 70s, and we're going to play all early 70s stuff. And uh, he was a cool guest on the show, and he was a lot of fun, and uh, they're doing pretty good. Hey, you're tuning into uh, Nostalgia Getting Cars. We're doing our anniversary show, playing a little Gypsy. Years. Gypsy Part 1, 12 years. Hey, yeah, don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Reminds me of a story, true story. I'm gonna take that. I'm a, For some reason or another, 
you sound a little taller on radio. <laughs> anyway, uh, I worked at Reeves Import Motor Cars for a while in the early 2000s, and uh, I sold Porsches, BMWs, and pre-owned cars. And I remember this girl came in, and uh, she was driving a Toyota Celica, silver car, GT, and she was looking at cars. And I said, so what are you looking for? She says, well, I'm looking for a 3 Series BMW. So she walked around, she looked at a number of cars, and I said, well, here, here's my card. Call me, you know, let me know when you find something you like, and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. And uh, so she did. So she found uh, a 3 Series BMW. It was a 320, uh, 330 Sport, as a matter of fact. Beautiful car. It was uh, dark blue, tan interior, only one problem. It was a stick shift. And a uh, sport package car. Had all the goodies. So she said she was interested in a car. I said, that's fine. Let's go take a first test drive if you want. She says, okay, yeah, I'd like to. And uh, she, so she walked over to the passenger side, which is no big deal because I generally, as a salesperson, we always drive the cars off the lot. So as we're driving down the road, I, the reason Port Motor Cars is located on the corner of Fowler and, um, and um, North Florida Avenue. So as I get up on the interstate, I kind of roll through the gears a little bit. And uh, we start talking a little bit. And then, so she's interested in the car. She's going to college, going to UCF, or USF. Is it USF in Tampa? Yeah, University of South Florida. And uh, she's majoring in some sort of business finance or whatever it was. So then uh, I get over to Bears Avenue. And over in the back of Bears, we got a couple curvy, twisty roads. And that's generally where I take everybody to kind of um, show them, you know, our wares, so to speak, and, and give them a little, uh, you know, some, some of the handling characteristics, braking, stopping, and all that other good stuff that these fine, fine German cars do. And uh, so then I pulled over, and she kind of looked at me kind of funny, and I, and I opened the door, and I said, well, okay, well, it's your turn to drive. And she goes, is this in a foreign language? <laughs> and I, she looks at me, and I go, she goes, I can't drive a stick. I said, I beg your pardon? She says, well, I like the car, but I, I, I don't know how to drive a stick shift. Can you show me? And I go, I say that big talk's worth doodly squat. <laughs> so I became a car instru- uh, driving instructor for a little bit. So I, we, I found a big parking lot that was empty. It was a church parking lot. That's a good place to practice. That's where you learn to drive, too, right? Was it, Bobby? Church parking lot. Church parking lot. That's my, in Largo. I, in Largo, yeah. That, and, 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 and I learned in a church parking lot. St. Jerome's, as a matter of fact. And... Uh, in a German car, you were, I might add. Yes. A nice... Right. Uh, I also said... Is this in a foreign language? <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, proceeded to try to drive a stick. Okay, so she came back repeatedly. We had that car in a lot for probably a couple of weeks, okay? It was a little on the pricey side. It was probably, I don't know, in the $40,000, $45,000, $50,000 range. It was an expensive car. It was totally loaded. It was one year old, and uh, it was 2001. So, it was just just a beautiful car. And uh, so then we made the deal. She bought the car, and then she was coming to pick the car up, take delivery on it. And I remember this was on a Saturday evening. So we're all there, and uh, she comes to pick the car up, and she's bringing a friend. And uh, so I, I, uh, the three girls show up, and uh, so she, I, I took her out there. I showed the car because we had like a little uh, what we call a delivery area there, and people take possession of the cars and everything like that. So it's in a nice little room, and looks really nice, and it's all, you know, a nice presentation. So I pulled the car out, and because uh, she asked me to, and then she went to the passenger side, and her friend got in the car, and the driver's side, and I said, I kind of already knew what was going on. So she didn't feel comfortable enough to drive the car off the lot because she still wanted to learn to drive the car a little bit better, 
but she wanted to take delivery of the car, so they came and picked up the car. And I think what happened is shortly thereafter, a week or two, she she came by with a friend again. They were driving. And then after about a month, she finally had enough confidence that she actually was driving the car by herself because she couldn't wait to come by and show me and the rest of the guys there that uh, she was driving a stick shift car all on her own. So, excuse me, where I'm going with this is that, you know, it it's not a complicated car. It's a lot more fun. Here's a girl that had no intentions of buying, well, had never driven a stick shift car before, but it seemed like fun. You know, it is. Rolling through the gears and the pedals and all the action, you're really interacting with the car. It's kind of a cool thing. And, uh, and that also attributes to why um, stick shift cars are slowly making a comeback, okay? You got a lot of cars out there that got a lot of buttons, okay? But, you know, Porsche has got a stick shift coming out, limited production. Aston Martin's bringing out another limited edition. Rumor has it Ferrari may even be doing the same because there are people that will pay up for that. In the collector car world, a stick Ford shift... has a better idea. In the, thank you, Bobby. In the collector car world, a stick shift car brings a 25 to 30% premium. Okay? Even if you take a stock automatic car and convert it to a four speed or a five or a six, um, it is worth more money. So just remember that. So if you're looking at, let's just say, round numbers, let's just say you're looking at a $50,000 car and it happens to be a stick shift. Well, add fifteen grand to it, you know, because or twenty grand, you know, because it, the, you'll pay a premium for that car. Is it twenty thousand dollars worth of parts in there? Not really. It's probably about four or five grand, you know, five thousand if you're using a really those really trick transmissions and stuff. The rest of it's pedal. Some are clutch, uh, hydraulic. Some are uh, linkage. Me personally, I'm fine with the old stuff, you know. But a lot of guys are taking the, the older stuff out and retro and putting cables in there and hydraulics and all that kind of good stuff, and that's all fine and dandy until it breaks. And then, uh, like with a little MGB, you got a leaky cylinder. And then what do you do? You come to a traffic light, you stop, you put it in neutral, and then you uh, basically put the car in gear, start the car in gear, and then very carefully through the you row through the gears. As you hit a certain RPM, you shift it in second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever you got. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Uh, with no clutch. That happened to Bobby. In fact, were we on our way to the studio, or were we coming back for the studio when that happened in the MGB when Miss Moneypenny? We lost the yes. the, the, cl- the clutch, the hydraulic um, slave cylinder went out, and we had to shift it. You know, basically that way, stop it and put it in gear, and you know. St- but anyway, it's all workable. Okay, it's all workable. And the other thing about a stick shift car, if your car doesn't run, you can always it won't start. You can always put it in gear, or put it in neutral, push it, shove it in gear, and it'll start. Can't do that with an automatic. Anyway, Bobby, go ahead and let's see. Why don't we play... Uh, Magnet and Steel? Well, we can either do that or you want to do Green Onions because we had Steve Cropper on. Let's do Green Onions real quick. Okay. And uh, here's a little Green Onions. We had Steve Cropper uh, of Booker T and the MG. To me, this is still, by far, the ultimate instrumental cool guys car cruising theme song. Green Onions by Booker T and the MGs. And there's an, a car connection there. MGs, by the way. Hey, you tuned into Nostalgia Getting Cars, our anniversary show. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
All right, we're back. And you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We're going to have to do Crash and Burn here, too, in a second. But here, hey, I just got a text from a buddy of mine who sends me a picture of this uh, 912 Porsche, 1967, okay? So now this would be fun. So this guy's got a lot of money, a lot of car experience, and he's just uh, a real adventurous. So he has done this on numerous occasions. Last year, he went to California. Him and his buddies bought five cars. I think there was a Volvo, it might have been a Saab, might have been a BMW, might have been a whatever, a bunch of foreign stuff. And they tweaked them a little bit. These cars have been sitting for a while, and they all jumped into cars, and they drove them back. I mean, without any, you know, no, no pre-inspections, no nothing. They just bought the cars, talked to the owners, they flew out there as a group. Each one got behind the wheel of the car, and they drove them back. Well, he just sent me an, uh, an email here a minute ago, or a text, rather, and the same guy, Steve, friend of ours, that was be kind of somewhat of a Porsche guy. And uh, so he buys this 912. It's been sitting in a warehouse for 13 years. Now, 13 years, I'd be a little concerned about tires. I'd be concerned about brakes. I'd be concerned about other mechanicals, okay? But evidently, what he did, he flew out there, and he, I guess, took it someplace and just had it checked real quick and did some basic stuff. And uh, now this is somewhere. Where did he fly out to? He flew out. Let me find it here. Let me look at this thing again here. This email. He flew out to Denver, Okay. This car's been sitting in a, in a warehouse out there. Now, chances are it's a rust-free car, so pretty, you know, because everything out west is pretty clean. And um, he just now sent me a thing saying he just crossed, as we speak, as we're live on the air, into Mississippi. So the 912, which is basically a Volkswagen, um, four-cylinder, same motor as a 356, is still running. Here's where I'm going with this. The cars are so simple. Points. I joke with people, say, look, you take a carburetor and a distributor and stuff like that, throw it out in the yard. Chances are I can gather up enough parts and make the thing work. You throw a fuel injection system in front of me, a computer system in front of me, and all this other high-tech electronic crap, I have no idea. Call the wrecker. Call the dealership. Take it over there. Get it fixed. But this old stuff, if you have a little bit of mechanical inclination, um, you can figure it out. Now, Bobby, on the other hand, understands the software and computers and stuff like that, and he's a, a big fan of YouTube. Uh, YouTube... Uh, you, YouTube U. You. For both my work. Yeah, for both for your work. And, you, yeah, and, University of YouTube. and yes. uh, Good so, school. Good school. And, hey, listen, I go there every once in a while, too, for reference. You find some really, really cool stuff. And uh, it's pretty – you learn stuff, stuff. But anyway, on that, before we get go, go go totally dead here, can we uh, throw a little crash and burn here for Pat Travis because he was on our show. He lives, actually lives in Orlando. Let's do a little quick uh, crash and burn here real quick, and then we'll be right back.
anyway, we're back. We didn't get that all in, but you know what? We're going to play that on the next show anyway. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It was our anniversary show. We appreciate everybody tuning in and hanging out. Don't forget, every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most legendary, fascinating names in motorsports right here on the Tantalk Radio Network in downtown Clearwater between 7 and 8 p.m. Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, I want to see you guys some of the car shows in the meantime. Everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Bring on you out. Oh, yeah. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.